Welcome to Inside the Economy from Sharky House and Javer. I'm Larry House. Thank you for joining me. A quick look at the numbers here. Uh, not a lot has changed. Oil is still focusing and concentrating around the $60 a barrel. I think that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. And one of the great indexes that we follow so closely, the 10-year Treasury, is flirting with the magic 3%. We'll get back to that a little bit. And mortgages are creeping their way up to 5%. I think that's bad news for some people. That's good news for others. I will say that in October 1981, those of us that remember, a 30-year fixed mortgage was uh, 18%. We're coming up on 5 We're not going back to that kind of inflationary environment. Don't give it another thought. None of the drivers or issues that would drive us into an inflation cycle like that exist today. Nothing's even on the horizon. So rates are going to go up, but it's not going to be anything like some of us have experienced before. And by the way, if you're under 40, you've probably never been in an increasing interest rate cycle. Well, you're about to get into one. It's already hitting the housing market. All across the country, new home sales, and there's a lot of reasons for that. New mortgage applications are down and flat. Yes, some places have skinny, thin inventory. Denver, Seattle, Austin. The rest of the country, you can get what you want. Sales are still slowing. Those that need to qualify for mortgages, there's a big difference in whether they can qualify or not between 3.5% and 4.5%. And when it hits 5 and it very likely will before the end of the year, it's going to slow the market. It's just inevitable. Now, here's a, a reminder of where we've been earnings-wise. This is the earnings of the S&P 500. The earnings per share since the middle of 2016 has been great. The returns on the market have been great. In fact, before I left the office today, market was up another 345 points, clearly recovered in this first mini revaluation for 2018. The S&P 500 is back, and I'll come back to that. Uh, the list of companies, the ever-shrinking list of companies that are generating all these positive returns is getting smaller all the time. In 2017, which was a great year in the market, we had a pretty broad scale of companies contributing. Now it's a lot smaller than it was. Amazon, Microsoft, and Netflix, they're the big performers. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway put in some good numbers today. Well, I think based on the $29 billion they, uh, quote, earned from the new tax legislation. But this is what happened. This is our last week two weeks ago, the correction in the market that wasn't quite a correction, caused by a lot of things, and you're going to see more of them in 2018. We had a very predictable, upward, slowly improving market in 2017. Don't expect that to continue again. More of these to follow. Now, on a technical side, an important underpinning of any price of somebody's stock is a great term known as a discounted present value of the expected future earnings. Quite a mouthful, 
It's generally known as the earnings yield. It's basically the dividend or the actual reflection of the earnings that the company's producing at the time reflected in the stock. Now, the earnings have been great, as you've just been reminded, but valuations have been going up and up and up. As the valuations go up, uh, there starts to be a disconnect between a reasonable value and where it is valued in the marketplace today. Also, and as importantly, in a rising interest rate environment, the discount factor in a present value calculation, you don't want to do present value calculations, but the discount factor goes up, meaning that the value of those earnings is discounted more when the interest rates are going up. It has a tendency to reprice stocks. It's starting to happen now. We are clearly in an interest rate environment that is going up, making money more expensive. Now, there's another technical side of this that I feel that is important. It's called the equity risk premium. It's a mind-boggling calculation that basically measures the difference between what you're getting in a bond income versus what you're getting in a stock income. And the spread, known as the equity risk premium, has been great since about 2010. We've made a lot of money in the stock market. Bonds have been very low. You know, the yields have been low. Well, uh, that's changing. Up there in the blue, that is the earnings yield, the S&P 500. The earnings are good, but the prices have been growing faster than the earnings. Hence, a great return on the stock market. The red down there on the bottom is the yield on the 10-year, which we follow every day. And the yellow is the calculation of the equity risk premium. And when it's above the 10-year, it justifies you being in stocks, simply. Well, that changed at this correction a couple of weeks ago. And like I said before, that's not going to be the only one this year. Interest rates go up. Stocks have a way of revaluing a little bit on the way down. It's not bad news. The market is not going to fall apart. The bottom is not going to fall out. We're not going to have any tragedies. We're going to have more volatility. Just count on it. There will be more volatility in 2018. There will be more corrections. And we will start to see other markets have an impact, what I call biting the economy, commercial properties, uh, high-end housing, and any residential real estate that has relied on unlimited deduction of local property taxes and, and regular taxes, they're going to adjust down. And the more the Fed raises, like I said before, they're probably going to raise three-quarters of a point this year. Uh, the more it's going to have an impact on those markets, which is the intention. Now, new tax law. In a lot of ways, it is a little bit stimulative. This is a reminder for everybody how much stimulus the Federal Reserve and Treasury put into the system in, in 09 to get us out of the Great Recession. Worked very well. We've talked that a lot. Very efficient. Then, Monetary policy, fiscal policy, got a little tighter. 
the line goes down like that, it's getting tighter. Money is getting a little harder to get. And they're trying to slow the economy down once the stock market picks up. 2010 was a good year. Now, the tax law that is in effect now has certainly helped corporate taxes and a little bit in income taxes, and it's going to help spending. But it's not hugely stimulative. It's just speculation now how much it's going to have an impact on the economy. It is going to be very productive, doesn't get much press, but on the potential downside, this is very likely what we're going to see as a result of it. 2018 is going to see a lot of issuance of new debt out of Treasury. Treasury is not going to get the same income they have under the last law. Theoretically, they're going to get more income than they have because there'll be more spending and faster circulation of money in the system. Great. But they are going to issue a lot more debt, and that debt's going to be more expensive. To what degree? Well, we don't know, but uh, we'll be watching it pretty closely. If there's more debt coming out in the marketplace, and there will be from Treasury, prices go down, yield goes up. Supports the idea of the yield curve continuing to grow, especially on long-term rates. Just like the Federal Reserve is selling its assets, we've talked about that too, those assets are coming out in the market, prices go down, yield go up, same. Uh, Yield curve's going to go up. Fine. We'll watch how much debt, see how much impact it has in the market. Uh, it won't be huge, but it isn't really great news either. It's a great compromise of more spending, yay, more debt, yay. On a final note, here is the G7, the big economies on the planet. Everybody's doing well. Germany, the Eurozone, the U.S., France picked up a lot. Unfortunately, the UK uh, has even, even underperformed Italy this time around. I think that portents that the Brexit negotiations are hurting that economy more and more. It has slowed the real estate market in London, which is the core of the UK economy. And people have moved, and a lot of businesses, and um, Goldman is one of them, they're going to sell their building in London before they even move into it. Maybe they'll rent it back. I'm not sure, but the long-term prospects aren't great. I think the political connotations of the Brexit are only hitting the people now. With inflation building in the UK, and it is, and prices flat are coming down, it's going to cost them more and more. Well, more on that later. Finally, Interest rates are going up. Yields are going up. By the end of 2018, we'll probably have the 10-year, maybe three and a quarter, three and a half. Some of you might view a bond that will guarantee you three and a half pretty attractive. That may be a good time for you to rethink some of the profits we've made in the last several years in the stock market and buy some bonds. It's going to be an interesting decision. It's not something that anybody needs to make right away. But as 2018 goes on and the Fed raises some rates, there's going to be some attractive opportunities out there. Not today, but certainly by the end of the year. The Fed will be a lot closer to stopping 
their increases by the end of the year than they are now. And it's nice to own some bonds when the Fed basically backs off increasing rates, makes them very attractive. More on that later. Well, for now, thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time.